that's the essence of a lot of healing. It's about that interconnection of the outside world and the inside world and how they work together. And, and that's the elements. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern mystics, healers, and visionaries of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki, and I'm so excited to share with you my conversation with Marisol Rescon. Marisol's powerful work as a healer and teacher covers everything from energy and shamanic work, body work, breath work, and kundalini yoga. We discuss everything from how to feel safe in your own body, how to communicate with your body, the difference between being a teacher and guru, the elements, and how to become a good ancestor. I am just so excited for this conversation. It honestly was recorded while we were just hanging out. I literally feel Marisol, like every conversation with her is filled to the brim with wisdom and insight. And I literally am always kicking myself after every conversation we have. She is a powerful healer. She's a very good friend of mine. Uh, Please make sure to check out her website at soulintegrative.com. I will put a link in the show notes. She has some exciting classes and courses coming up. You won't want to miss out. She's an incredible teacher, um, such an amazing, beautiful, wise woman, medicine woman, shaman, um, so much wisdom here. So enjoy the little taste of that. And remember, if you're needing extra support right now and you're intuitive gifts are expanding, exploding, and you feel alone and you want extra support, somebody to mirror back to you and be your number one fan, that is me. I am taking on uh, new members for the Journey to the Empress program where you embody the Empress within you. You activate it so you can help the world around you. Everybody is needed right now. It's time to show up. So um, shoot me an email at diana at sourcepointwellness.com to learn more. Enjoy this episode with Madison. Also, you will find a little... um, I think my cat appears in the beginning and um, don't miss out on Marisol's little anklet jingle at the very end. All right, enjoy. Hey friends, I am super excited to tell you about Guella app. It is all about finding your healer and finding yourself. It is an app that connects healers and humans. I am so excited about this. Literally anywhere you are in the world, you can check out all these different healing modalities and get connected to a healer that is perfect for you. No more searching and searching and searching for who to talk to, who to go to. This app takes out all that work. You know, you can order anything between like food or a card. Now anything online on an app that has not existed before ever in the world for healers. Now it's here. It's called Wella app. And what I love is the story behind it. It is literally created by these three siblings and with their Celtic roots The word Gwella literally means to improve or get better. So literally these three siblings have worked together to create an app to fill a void of something that did not exist, which is connecting humans and healers. And now they've done it. I highly recommend it. There is epic healers on there and it is such a beautiful platform. So I advise you to check it out and download it immediately. You can also follow them on Instagram at GetGwella and check out their website at GetGwella.com. Are you looking for kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine? I am so excited to share with you about SourcePoint Wellness. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese, functional, and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. 
Dr. Amanda and her team of experts offer virtual healing services to anybody in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture and Reiki, goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing, healing energy work, EFT, and customized breathwork. Literally everything and anything you need to be fully supported, mind, body, and spirit, Dr. Amanda and her team at SourcePoint Wellness has got you covered. Follow them on Instagram at SourcePoint Wellness or email Dr. Amanda directly at drcohen at sourcepointwellness.com. Okay, what were you saying about holding space for clients? I was saying that in, in stressful situations, we often don't feel the stress because we're having to show up at that moment and act from our like fright flight and like being there. But when we are holding space energetically for ourselves or other people, we're like expanding our field to encompass like more of an awareness and so then shifting from that energetic space to then working intellectually or working on a project that takes a different kind of energy feels not necessarily physically exhausting but it's a hard switch it's like having to move um like those the switching of the gears is just different you know what I mean? Well, how do you feel with like when? Oh, hello, Lucy. Oh my goodness. Oh, hi, friend. Oh. Um, you know, okay. So something that's been coming up a lot for me is like the need to do like breath work and be connected to my body. I just did an episode about connect. Uh, uh, taking care of your human mm-hmm. and so it's interesting because like something that's been coming up so much is like breath work and the awareness of that how do you feel that like energy work in in the energy work you do because you do such a beautiful hybrid of like it's I can't even just call it breath work it's like shamanic it's ener- energy healing it's it is breath work it's like you combine them all in this like beautiful cocktail of healing how do you feel like that has like shifted since before the pandemic as far as people's needs and how they're receiving the healings that's really interesting because a lot of us now are having this extra time and it's uncomfortable so a lot of the things that i'm seeing is people's old trauma coming up like different layers of maybe something they've already taken care of, but it's like a new layer. And I think that that's the way it works for us humans, right? Like we take care of what we can to get us to a place where we feel safe to show up and move. And then we level up and then there's like another layer that's revealed. So I think that that's something that I'm noticing where people are coming and, and saying like, this has been reignited or re-triggered this situation or that situation. Um, not necessarily like new stuff. Um, obviously like the stresses of what's going on in the world, but I think that the, the way that people are being affected with the collective situations is also personal. You know, like how they are personally either 
self-criticizing or pushing themselves to be better, you know, by reading up everything that they need or old wounds that they had from past experiences being triggered and activated. So that's what I'm seeing as far as like clients coming with with certain things. I don't know that people would be seeing in this way if they still had a very full schedule. And that's what I mean where, you know, when the space opens up, it's almost like we sense more, we feel more. And as healers, because we're like swimming in that field, even though from the outside or from like the muggle world, it could be like, you just had three clients and you could totally go and like work on your website now, you know, like you only worked for hours seeing clients. But you're in this field where you're feeling so much more and you're so open that then that shift isn't isn't as easy. And I think that people are experiencing that on some level now because their their whole lives are being limited and they're experiencing an expansion. I do believe that this is a collective expansion. Well, and also, I mean, I think this goes hand in hand with that, but it's like also it being like a rebirth mm-hmm. um it's interesting because like i just did the episode talking about taking care of your human and i mentioned about um the importance of doing like a some sort of morning ritual where it's like you're connecting to your mind you're connecting to your body you're doing something connect to spirit mm-hmm. whatever that is um and how it's like before you know people would sort of get away with it before in the past. They'd be like, oh, I'm not going to do my practice. And I feel like now is a time, like, it's vital. Mm-hmm. Not that it has to be a morning ritual, but, like, you have to have some sort of practice for yourself to care for yourself. Um, and I think, too, with, like, you know, more and more things are coming out of the shadows collectively as far as, like, historically, like, trauma that has happened, you know, in our history and now and things that were hidden are coming up in all different forms. Um, so I definitely believe like each vault of information as far as the trauma collectively that we're Mm -hmm. experiencing, that's also triggering, you know, those similar mirrored past lives that people are experiencing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, we talk about like grounding and how that's connected with protection but what is something that you feel people could do to get in a different, a deeper connection with their body? Because you are so brilliant at, like, talking to the body. And you, you, I feel like, are such a perfect example of, like, truly being in relationship with the body. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's a really good question. I think that getting into the body and listening to the body can come in different ways um, and depending on the person. So for me, for example, my introduction into really listening to the body was taking the massage training. I had never received a massage before when I signed up for massage training, which was interesting, but it was really deeply healing to me because... I had to be really vulnerable and allow, a, you know, basically a stranger to touch my naked body. And I had so, so many, like, um, issues around um, 
you know, just feeling unhappy with how my body looked and also some other traumatic things that had happened. So I kind of allowed myself to push into that vulnerability but knowing that I was safe. And so I think that when we're connecting with the body is like making sure that you feel safe and finding that vulnerability. So that could mean that you are trying maybe a dance class and you've never done that before, but you want to create a safety so you don't put the video on or I mean, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like I think that those two components are really important for getting into the body. The body is going to respond really well. Your nervous system is going to follow if it feels safe. If you are pushing against creating movement or even listening to your body, you're kind of missing the point. Wow, I feel like that's a really big I feel like that's like such a big gem to re- remind us. And it goes back. I, this is so humbling. Cause like what I just recorded is like mirrored in this mm-hmm. because I also talk about like connecting to like, what is your current truth and how that can be ever shifting. Mm-hmm. And I gave the example of, you know, having not been out in the water surfing for a while. And then I went out and I like had this like really, um, like finite like I have to stay out several hours but it's like I was just like my body was like we're good this has been enough plenty of time and so I was like okay and I literally remember asking like what is my truth right now with my body and I something that's come up for me and also for clients um it and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this too is being in deep appreciation for the body like really treating it like it's its own entity Mm -hmm. like like honoring, like like touching, you know, the thighs, touching your arms and your belly, and just like thanking it um, for holding space. Because something I love that you talked about was, you know, it's like our first home yeah. is our is is our body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I I just love that so much. And you're such mm-hmm. a powerful force in like holding space for people. Mm-hmm. So it really makes sense that like your connection with you know, your own body and, and clients' bodies and able to really um, hold in a deep-seated space that is both um, caring and it's like the the thing that just keeps coming to mind is like, like you are the ultimate mother archetype. Like, it's like you are the mother. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that what we ultimately seek or what many of us find comforting in that mother archetype is someone that really sees us and so to really see ourselves is truly to take that step into embodiment and being in our bodies and so it doesn't have to be you know a class or an activity even being in your body can literally like when you're washing dishes you could be in your body and noticing like the water as you're running it, you know, underneath your hands, noticing how you're holding your posture. If your shoulders are falling forward because you feel heavy in your heart, like that kind of stuff comes with awareness. Um, But oftentimes, like if we're not feeling safe, 
we're not willing to go there. So I think that that's the first step. And I've learned that from the body, from, like you said, working on the body, like there's so many different body therapies out there. And I definitely feel like when I'm working with a client, especially new clients, they might be used to like really deep structural work for me, I want to gently introduce myself, like knocking on the door instead of like just breaking down the wall, you know, like, bam, we're going to break down all this tension and these knots. It's like, no, I'm like coming in, I'm like touching, warming up the area, saying hello, making sure that it feels safe because a lot of times our tension, it's like, all of the connective tissue is wrapping around us like tight saran wrap to protect us. So it makes sense that when our nervous system, when our belly softens, when our breath deepens, that that connective tissue and our muscles relax. And then it feels like, oh, I can actually feel the tension now because I'm not all bound up. It's like being in a tight little case. Like, how are you going to even differentiate the pain between your knee and your wrist if your whole body is just tightly wound up? Okay, so this reminds me of something we talked about a while ago. And just for our listeners, like, literally every time I see Marisol at a social distance in our uh, respectful distance, um, we I literally feel like we should record, like, every single time I was gonna say every single episode every single time we're in conversation because Marisol's such a like freaking brilliant woman um something that I think ties into talking about being in the body and being your own center for creation and and care is um you know we were talking about historically the connection of yoga Mm -hmm. and um gurus and leaders Mm -hmm. and so how do you feel when you know we're talking about the mother archetype right we're talking about being the mother um how do you see that mirrored in yoga over the years and how has that affected you because it's very interesting the dynamic of conversation of the masculine and the feminine, yet a lot of the masculine has been leading the way in that. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I feel that historically men have been given permission to hold these leadership roles and that it's kind of something that in a way has not been pushed or questioned as much until now now women you know with with the movements that are happening now with feminism with understanding that actually no you know what being a woman in this like lifetime actually gets us really close to creator we are creators we literally hold that ability within our body and um So in my personal practice, I came into yoga with really not wanting to have a guru, not wanting to have a teacher. And I was attracted to a practice. um, Well, I came into yoga through Kundalini Yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan. And the teacher that introduced me to the practice was wonderful. I've never been able to find her. She was so great. Um, But there wasn't a lot of like guru worshiping or 
um, holding a teacher up on a pedestal. And then, um, so I was really attracted to that. As I got more into the practice, I noticed that it actually did happen. And so I've always uh, tried to hold a balance for myself of how do I honor the people that bring the teachings without putting them on a pedestal. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, writings and traditions that talk about that. Um, because once you have a leader, it's almost like you're surrendering your power and true spirituality, in my opinion, and, and, and growth should be self-referencing. It should be checking back. And if you have a good teacher or a good guide, um, which is a diff different than a guru, you know, that person will ask you to look into yourself. How does that make you feel? What comes up for you around that? And we'll listen and, of course, give you the questions to kind of take you into a deeper journey, but is going to, like, refer on to you. And I think that there's been a lot of teachers that have good intentions, but that sometimes people naturally create that separation why do you think we as humans create the separation we talked about this yeah, with yeah. the yeah, documentary yeah. um wild wild country uh -huh. with osho like and that was a perfect example mm -hmm. like how do you see like why do we as people with our own freedom and choice mm -hmm. put ourselves in that position to right. always wanting that dynamic right. well i think it's so interesting right like why do people prefer to go to a reader instead of developing their own intuition or trusting their own instinct? Why do people, even though they know that prevention is key to keeping your body healthy, you know, not listen to that wisdom yet will go to a doctor and listen to some random human that went to medical school give you like you know, drugs for something that you could prevent. I mean, there. I, I think that it's a natural thing for people to want um, guidance, but it's, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's interesting. And I think that that's why we have to like check ourselves as far as the teacher dynamic. I'm trying to, you know, for example, there are a lot of spiritual leaders of our time that have compromised their sangha and their community by their behavior and the teachers or other people in, within the organization covers up for them and that is completely unacceptable for any sangha for any community to try to justify the behaviors of a teacher, the teacher should actually be hold to, held to a higher standard, not be forgiven. What's for, a sangha? So a, a sacred community. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's like you mentioned Osho. There's a lot of like modern day teachers. Um, when you say like Kundalini. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the one that like I'm the most familiar with um, from a personal standpoint. And there's a lot of teachers that 
didn't speak about the allegations, the sexual misconduct, his um, behavior with like, you know, how he treated other people. What do you think about the connection when people talk about the teachings of things versus the teacher in it? So a perfect example, I'd say, um, maybe it's not a perfect example because it's like, I hate calling it that, but like Bikram yoga, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the actual teachings, which weren't originally his, Mm -hmm. you know, but then it's like that type of practice gets associated with that type of perpetrator. You know what I mean? Like, how do you separate the two? Or is it impossible for us to separate the two that's, the same way we, it's hard for humans to not just, you know, that's idolize. A, that's, that's actually something that's really up for me right now because I am a Kundalini yoga teacher and I studied under that. And you lineage, owned a studio. And I owned a studio and I am definitely not in agreement with some of the senior teachers or people that have been, um, around that have known about all of these things and haven't done anything i think that that's terrible and i don't think i i I don't the way that i have to this point started to make sense of how i can share is to really examine how i show up with the teachings and share with people and to make sure that I'm holding it with reverence, I'm holding the teachings with reverence, but I am not putting a guru up on a pedestal. You know, Yogi Bhajan was a man, and he was someone that came to share the teachings, and people really needed that, and they started to worship him, you know, and. A lot of people that I've known within that community say, well, he never asked to be worshipped, but how could you not? He was so great and la da la. Well, um, well, check yourself if you're doing the work, you know, and him also. I mean, really, you know, like if you are a spiritual teacher, then you also have to kind of hold yourself accountable for that. And I and when it comes down to it we're all humans right and yes there were things that were not correct and i think that that's where the spiritual bypassing and really having to look at what is going on here is important and and i think that's how you differentiate what is an integrity and what is not is like, are you doing something to excuse a behavior so that you can continue to feel comfortable? Or are you examining how to hold something and its true sacredness so that other people can benefit from it again, you know, safely? Like, especially these are, these are embodiment practices with yoga. I mean, that to me, you know, because I'm so passionate about either like body, like everything that I offer is about bringing the spiritual teachings into this world so we can embody them so that we can do the work here. If we weren't meant to be 3D, if we weren't meant to be here as humans, then we would be you know, some other spiritual form in another, you know, well, we probably are in another dimension, but you know what I mean? Like, why are we even here? We're here to embody these truths and to help people here, not to make, you know, 
people uh, feel falsely safe. And I think that that's, that's it. Um, I remember listening to a Buddhist teacher a long time ago, and he talked about this very thing, and he called it like, um, like, like the mushroom effect. Like, you know, you keep a mushroom in this like environment where it's dark, Mm-hmm. And but it's really like growing, but like it's growing in shit, basically, <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, we, we don't want to keep that lid on and not let that light come in. We want to make sure that even though it's uncomfortable, like, let's open it up. What do you feel like you're embodying right now? Or what are you wanting to embody right now? That's a really good question because I've been asking myself a lot about how this is a new chapter for me. Um, This is a time for me to really look at what I want and what I need and actually feel the freedom of expressing that. There's a lot of simplicity actually that's coming through in my life and it and I I'm grateful for this kind of slowdown that's allowed me to feel into that because I'm typically somebody that likes to have my hands in different things and doing multiple things has been part of my existence since you know I was very young. Um, I've had a lot of responsibility and I've always been a really hard worker and creative and just doing a bunch of stuff. So to allow myself to be in the moment with what what is and um not so much like creating the the next thing but just allowing myself to feel what wants to come through well what i'm hearing is you're really embracing embodying being fully present yeah yeah i think that that's you know maybe maybe because of what's happening in the world and that's the way that i fall back into healing it's like be really present be really present okay if we were to like jump like in five years what do you feel like you're embodying in five years This is really funny because I feel like I'm like 60 or something and I'm like, I'm embodying my (laughs) retirement. (laughs) But I I see myself um, where I can continue to hold space for other people's healing, but not having the pressure to um, maintain the appearance that like the glossiness the like how things have been presented to us I think over the last 10 years because of social media and um holistic healing and the healing arts just being a huge money-making business now that I want to 
I kind of want to be like an earth mama and like have a place where I can hold moon ceremonies and just have... You already are an earth mama. Yeah, I know. But I feel like I'm going to be on the land with like a big like land or oh, the like, big commune we're all gonna live yes on. like that's what, <laughs> we, talk, <laughs> that's what I'm we talk shit about like um like cults but we'll create our own little cult <laughs> yeah i mean the, the thing is that i i want to hold space for people to connect to nature and to their na- nature and i think that sometimes is very challenging in in the city and in busy places. Mm-hmm. So having a place to go to, even if it's like for a weekend, um, although it would be lovely if people can be in that energy for longer, is really important. I think it's important for our health. It's important for people to, to have that. And for a lot of healers and people that are already in this world, we forget that there are so many people that are disconnected from that. And I feel that it's important for us to hold space for like the newer generations too. Um, One of the things that I always remember and I tap into when I call in sacred space, when I'm working with the elements, when I'm working with, with ancestors is that I receive guidance on how to be a good ancestor myself. How do we become good ancestors? I think that that's it is like sharing, sharing these teachings and not like assuming that it's um, easily available for everyone because it's not, you know? I, I do have to admit, like, you know, I feel like I do take that for granted at some, sometimes like I, I will assume that, I mean, which is not fair, but I am just very aware that, um, you know, a lot of the people I surround myself with have, are very connected Mm -hmm. in in that way. Um, even though as I'm saying that, that sounds like a little elitist, but that's not what I, you know what I mean? Well, that's why this is such an important time for us to wake up on so many levels, right? Like we're having a movement where white people are examining their white privilege, well, how about we examine our spiritual privilege as well? Yes. You know, and and how do we create opportunities for people that don't have that to actually, you know, experience and tap into that wholeness for themselves in different places in the world, you know, going to retreats, going to, you know, spiritual places is kind of like a luxury because most people are in survival mode. And I know you talked about this with um, another one of your speakers. I can't remember her name. Um, I think it was the intersectional environmentalism. Oh, yeah, about the connection of... Right? I was thinking of Asia initially at first because we talked about, um, you know, just in healing communities. Mm-hmm. It's like when you look at the types of people that are doing the spiritual retreats and mm-hmm. going doing all this, you know... Um, but even like I I have a a friend who used to go often to China because her teacher had a big following there. And I remember asking her, do you go like, do you see a lot of like village, like people or how, how is that, you know, how's the community over there basically? 
And she said, no, actually, like, there's a lot of money because only the people with money can take time off work and, like, do this work, you know. And that is something that we need to remind ourselves of and find ways to come together to offer these kinds of teachings, which are so needed right now to people, you know, we're, we're obviously there's so many needs. There's like education, there's reform, there's like all of that. But what about our spirit? Let's not forget the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of feel like I'm like seeing myself in five years being a spiritual advocate. (laughs) Oh, I love that. So something that you touched on um, briefly, which I just want to loop back in is um, working with the elements. Can you talk about that in, in, in light of us not, you know, um, you know, like taking for granted our knowledge of it. If somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, okay, working with the elements, what does that exactly mean? And how is that connected to connecting to our ancestors? Mm. So I think that for people that are new to this idea of the elements, it's, having an awareness that there are building blocks in all of creation and that's everything around us is made of the same stuff that's inside of us and when we start to break that down we can bring awareness to how we are affected by our environments and how we can utilize our environment or our own energy to create balance. Um, And these are the principles for traditional Chinese medicine, for Ayurveda, for other indigenous teachings that have been around for, you know, forever that have gotten passed down. And really that's the essence of a lot of healing. It's about that interconnection of the outside world and the inside world and how they work together and and that's the elements oh so good that's so so good is there anything about your journey that people i don't want to say would be surprised to know but what do you want people to know about your journey so far that they don't know maybe about my my spiritual journey yeah just your journey because i think sometimes you know we're sitting here talking about it and you know people don't really see always what it takes to get there and you have so much experience you've done so much in your life like i'm just curious is there something that you want people to know that you know what it took for you to get here yeah i feel that one of the things that is like I want to share because I think it's important to remember is that we are always taken care of and in the moments sometimes it doesn't feel like that Um, I've had a very like colorful upbringing and when I was a young girl when I was very little actually I um, was sent to live with my aunt in Mexico and I think back now and I'm like, wow, the universe was really taking care of me because it was so informative um, 
to who I am and connecting with my family, you know, even if I don't see them very often, it's part of who I am. And I've had to work through those layers of like being, you know, about, you know, whatever abandonment stuff was tied into that. But really, like, I think that knowing that you're always taken care of, um, there's also a lot as far as like in my journey falling back on that teaching has been a huge lifesaver um i was a teen mom i basically had to do a lot of growing up very fast and oftentimes it was just jumping into the unknown and really being afraid and just showing up and like what a powerful teaching for all of us. It doesn't stop. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's still scary when you have to show up into like places where we don't know what's going to happen next, whether it's like you're dating and you're like meeting a potential partner and you don't really know them and you're scared of opening up or starting a new job. That like fear of the unknown is so universal and so kind of falling back on that like we are taken care of being taken care of that's a huge um practice of faith and and to nourish that practice of faith it's a practice which again i'd like to loop back to is still connected to holding space for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah i mean really like that's kind of what it all comes down to I, i mean whole it's it's so like I, I just like as you're listening I'm like this is really like like round table discussion but like it really like circles back to you know um really uh like holding that space for yourself mm-hmm. yeah and it's not always easy and sometimes we're our own like worst critic you know and Sometimes we hold ourselves up to like the most impossible standards. Um, And sometimes there's like issues there underneath that block us from really showing up for ourselves. That's why it's important to have a spiritual community. That's why it is important to have a teacher that can hold space properly without their ego kind of creating a veil around their own interests and you know, so that we can get into that holding space for ourselves. Oh, you're so brilliant. I, okay. So if you guys have been listening, like Marisol is an incredible teacher. She's an incredible healer. Um, can you talk a little bit Marisol about your offerings for those that are listening and they're like, Marisol is my person. Like how can people connect with you? How can they see you? Like give us the goods. Sure. Um, I am right now offering virtual sessions for breath work, energy healing, um, shamanic work, inner child work, um, but I offer body work as well. I kind of do like a soup of... You're like a Swiss Army knife healer. (laughs) Yeah, so the way that I work with people is, you know, we'll have a conversation and see what's up for you and 
what feels right. Oftentimes, the body needs some love, so I'll do a little combo with like body work and energy healing, and I open up to my guidance, and there's intuitive work that comes through too, so sometimes there's messages that come through from your body or your guides or my guides, and, and then it ends up being like a massage slash reading slash chakra balancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can confirm all that. I've done all the different types of readings. I've done Marisol's online Kundalini classes, which are great. We'll do links in the show notes for you guys to connect with her. Um, I've done virtual sessions with you for breath work, but it was breath work and energy work. So it's very different than classical breath work. Um, so it's literally like she's guiding you through this breath practice, but is also scanning your energetics and helping move and balance those. Um, and then if you're lucky enough, Marisol does have a reputation for her magic hands. Um, it's literally the best massage of your life. Um, like I literally like I have family, you know, that don't live in town that don't live in town. I can't talk. <laughs> That, I mean, everybody always wants, like, first thing is, like, they don't even give a shit about seeing me. They just want to get a massage with Marisol. And it is, like, it's, like, you channel, like, past lives in massages. It's really, really incredible. My intention when I do body work these days is also to, if I could, you know, kind of, like, put, it's hard to put words to, like, the touch, right? Because it's, like, almost, like, two different parts of the brain. But... I try to psychically, energetically connect with the body to help it loosen up enough so that it can communicate. Communicate with you. So sometimes people are on the massage table and they're like, that's so weird. I had this weird memory or I saw this thing or all of a sudden I feel so sad. And, you know, sometimes because of the way that body work is, it's a very quiet process. So sometimes I am very quiet and oftentimes I'll kind of guide clients if I really feel an emotion is being, you know, carried around the ribs or sometimes it's like in the hamstrings, there's, you know, energy there. And I'll kind of invite a question or an inquiry like, huh, do you have a lot of sadness coming up for you these days. And then, you know, we can investigate why it might be held in the body. I love to, um, just in my galactic work this summer, um, I loved, uh, well, this was before uh, pandemic actually, but I remember there was like light codes that I had implanted in me. And like, you literally have been able to like feel the um, implants energetic implants and able to work through that. So I always find that incredibly satisfying. Um, feels like, like a cosmic tune-up. Have you been working with sacred geometry and triangles a lot? <laughs> You're like, actually, yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. I just want to take a second and honor you for the way that you hold space for yourself and your clients and the work. Like, you really are the ultimate um, teacher, I feel, in holding space. I think a lot of people um, can think it looks a certain way. And I feel like people don't necessarily realize the depth of space that you hold for them until like after they've left. It's like, it's almost like a, 
a Marisol hangover in a good way. <laughs> no, but really, like, I think it, the massages are so good. I think your healing work is so deep and so good and people love it because you are able to hold space for them in a way that's not that they're not even consciously aware of in the session. So I just want to take a second to honor you for that and your friendship. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love... I love that I was um, guided into this work because I feel that it's so important as like technology takes over for us to remember the humanness of our experience and and our bodies and the pleasure that can be experienced through them because oftentimes we talk about the body like oh I have a bad leg or I have you know and it's like in a negative way um god the way you just said that I had like a past life (laughs) flash of you as a pirate with one wooden leg But really, like, you know, connecting with ourselves in a loving way is, is not something that we're taught very much. So. Oh, I love that. Okay, before we close, can you do a little jingle of your, like, anklets? Ding, da ling ding, ding, da ling ding, ding, da ling ding, ding. Thank you, Marisol. That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of. Until then, do what feels good. Know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time. Cheers.